A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Red Bud 2 edition, aka Stu was there, edition. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. The light pan is all new. It's got boa in it. There's no zippers at all. And uh, Chris Kiefer absolutely loves it, among others. Uh, please check them out. Of course, Zach Osborne, the real winner from the two Red Buds, wearing Fly Racing, flyracing.com out there. Uh, please check them out. Go to your local dealer, your favorite e-tailer, uh, and they'll dial you in with the greatest and latest from the folks at Fly Racing. Thank you, Renthal, as well. Uh, Adam Cincerillo using Renthal to win the Red Bud 2 450 class. Uh, Renthal.com, grab life by the bars. 7 eighths bar, twin wall bar, fat bar, fat bar 36. They've got you covered with everything and anything you need from the folks at Renthal. They have more titles than all the other brands combined. And thank you, Maxis Tires, as well. Official tire of Jeremy Smith and Justin Rodbell over the SGB Kawasaki team. That's right. That Those two only right now. That's it. Those are the two. And uh, Maxis.com, Minion mountain bike tires are fantastic. The MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath are great. So please check that out. All right, to get into everything that happened at Red Bud 2, my friends, my companions, first up, Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Yeah, how about that? All three of us actually hung out in person this weekend for the first time uh in quite a while i don't think i saw you jt at iron man so uh we we had multiple dinners it was reunited it, was, it, it feels so good it was uh salt lake city all over until you left us Weech. that's what happened it was salt lake yep, city no until you no left regrets. us yep it was great uh also on the line from fly racing it's jason thomas what's up jt not too much i am uh happy to be rejoining you all we uh we, i don't feel like we spent as much time as we could have Steve likes to get a little antisocial at times. He likes mm. to bunker down in his hotel room, which angers me very much. Mm. Uh, but it still was a good good time had by all. We went to Ruth Chris together with Alex Ray. We went to Carabas with Will Christian and Weege. I don't know what else you want from me. I wanted to have dinner the first night. Oh, yeah, that wasn't happening. Um, all right, let's get into this. So, uh, the number one topic, of course, was uh, Stu was there. James Stewart showed up at Red Bud 2 on a holiday. He graced us with his presence. It was weird that he picked Red Bud 2. He's working with Chase Sexton, of course, for people who don't know. But Weege, it was glorious. It was amazing. And honestly, Chase had his worst race of the year. He cased LaRocco's Leap twice, one time badly uh, over the bars. I, I mean, do you think... 
the pressure of Stu got to him because that's 100. percent I'm going with that theory. Uh, yeah, I am too, and I'm not normally one to go to these types of theories, um, but I'm going to go with it. I think it was too much too soon. Like he's been thrown into the 450 class to the Wolves. That's a pretty overwhelming experience. We've already seen him make mistakes. You know, trying to piece the speed together and actually race these more experienced riders. And then I think on top of those nerves and that stuff that he's got to manage, you throw in the aura around Stu. We felt it this weekend. We saw it. Like, people could not believe Stu was back at a race. Yep. I mean, honestly, it's not like Chase has ever worked with him at a race either. Uh, I, I think it did. Yeah. JT, understandable. Yeah. I don't – I'm not there. I think he of course a not. big mistake. There we go. No, it's, I mean, what, do you want, we'll just all just pile on one opinion and that would be, be super entertaining. Um, I think he had a big crash in obviously on the Morocco's leap for, I think they showed it on the broadcast, which is great, but I watched it in person and he, he was, what's that noise in the background, Steve? Mm, bad audio, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, but he was, he needed to go 47 miles an hour to hit the leap is what the data would show. He hit it at 40 miles an hour and you can imagine how that went. So he was way short and then over the bars, stepped over the bars, big crash, limping around. And I think it just kind of, I think it just threw his day off. I think he was detuned for the rest of the day. I think he was limping and, and mentally, I just don't think he was as sharp as he would have been otherwise. Now, do I think there is nothing to the Stu thing? No, I'm not going to completely disregard it. I just think that crash in time qualifying really set him on kind of a, a negative trend and just kind of ruined the day. Because if you, if you start the day injured and have a, that big of a crash, it's really hard to just flip the day and, and turn it around into a positive. He, he crashed twice in the second moto, too, I believe. Uh, before he went down on the leap, about four laps before that, he cased it massively as well and did a whole bounce thing. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Okay. So, to me, a elite 450 guy casing leap twice was something I never saw all weekend. Both races, all, you know, both both but races he was, he long. Was trying so. it out of the inside trying it out of the inside in second gear. Yep. But he was trying to do that. Yeah, but I know a couple guys that told me they were making it in second gear wide open. No problem. So, I think Stu told him, "Look, I, I did it on 125. It's easy." <laughs> like Chase, you got a 450. I jumped on a KX 125. You probably got this no problem. And then Chase was like, "You know, oh yeah, cool. You know, James said this." And then that when we saw what happened. So, um, I hope Stu is a better coach than that. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, good to see him though, though Weege. Yeah, he, uh, he, did you try to get him in the booth? No, we did not try to get him in the booth. No, yeah, like, he, he I, wouldn't I have feel, done it. He wouldn't have done it. I, I don't think he would have. But I don't feel like I don't feel right saying. Um, look, I think part of the reason Stu became the recluse that he did, and I don't even just mean the three years of retirement where we didn't see him at all. I even mean during his racing career where he pulled back. Uh, and we, as you would say, you and I would say, he'd just go into his rabbit hole and disappear. Um, I think it was because when he makes himself available, he starts getting pulled in a million directions. So I didn't feel it was right to be like, hey, we haven't seen an outdoor national in uh, four years, five years. And do TV, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. Like, he's yeah. there to be a riding coach. He hasn't been there in five years. Like, well, he's into it. He wants to do more and eventually do stuff. Now, we did go over and ask um, the PR person there at Honda, like, is it okay if we just... You know, shoot him, working with Chase, like some B-roll in the pits, and he was cool with that. Um, so, no, I didn't want to jump in, like, yeah. both feet, like, oh, my God, where have you been? Do everything. He's not even there for media work. 
Yep. No, um, I agree. But yeah. he was cool with our request of like, you know, we had, you know, video of him on the side of the track, windmilling yeah. and all that. Windmilling, he was, he, he waving the cool. towels, yeah. all of that. Yeah. He wasn't trying to pretend he wasn't there, which honestly, he, I could have seen that happening, right? But he didn't do that. Yeah, he did an interview with Rocket Rob up in the tower. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was cool. I, like, I he, did hear, oh, go ahead. I, I heard that he was taking it very seriously. Like, he was not there, you know, just to hang out. Like, he was analyzing video, looking at data. Like, he was apparently all in on this and, and at a very serious level, which is cool. Like, I, I yeah. kind of very much appreciate that. If you're going to come there and you're going to try to help Chase, then by all means do it. Yeah, if you're, that's, if you're, that's the account I got was that he was really trying to help him. If you're paid by Chase, like you're there for Chase, you're you're you're, you're all in, right? Exactly. Well, just, so, yeah, he yeah. was taking a very analytical approach well, to it, you know, too. It wasn't just like, hey, you should do this. This is what I would have done. You know, he was actually, like, pretty into it. I uh, I tried to talk to him a little bit. We, we talked a little bit, but... He, yeah, he wasn't, you know, it was, he was business, all business. So, um, yeah. but it was great to see him there. Uh, yeah. It was cool though. When he came down from the, from the interview with Rob, look, there was nobody there. There was, uh, I don't know, a couple thousand people. It was weird and strange. He picked the right race. He picked right. the right race. But, but what I'm saying is there was no, barely anybody there. He comes down from the interview and there's a group of probably 75 people at the base of the tower cheering and yelling for him. You know, like it was cool. Like just a bunch of fans had come to the tower to see him. And when he came down, they were like, woo, and chanting and yelling. And he was like giving him a thumbs up and everything. Like that was pretty cool. It's like a red blood miracle. Right. Yeah. Had so. to be, it had to be because there was no fans, right? Like I hate to say that, but don't you feel like that was a, a critical factor in this? For, for the first time to come back to a Lucas Oil Pro Motocross race, I think that was a nice entry point for him was – knowing that he wasn't going to get mobbed by, you know, fans for something that wasn't about him. You know, this this event was not about him. It was about helping Chase or, or so it seemed anyway. Yeah. Um, so I felt like that was a big part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. But so all yeah. it took all these years, we just had to have some races without fans. And just, James well, comes I, I back. A pandemic. More normal. <laughs> yes. Forward, like maybe he works into that. But I, I feel like yep. to come back for the first one, I feel like that was a, a you know, put your foot in the water slowly type deal. Wow. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. If this becomes a normal thing where we just know James is around a bunch of races each year, then maybe it's not so crazy. But these fans haven't seen him in person in five years. So, yeah. but, you know, on the other hand, this is what we've always said when we were wondering why he just hid. We're like, yes, when he raced, like any athlete, he had it worse. But like any athlete, there's love and hate. Some people root for the other guy, whatever. He probably got it worse than anyone else. But bottom line is when you're several years retired and you're a legend, for the most part, you're just going to be loved. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. kept saying, like, dude, if he comes back and does opening ceremonies in Paris Supercross, they're just going to lose their minds. They're not going to give him the middle finger, you know? Yeah. So that little thing you're talking about, the base of the tower's example, like, whatever James has done, good or bad, forget any of the bad. At this point, he's just house money. Whatever he does, the fans are going to think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So it was cool to see him there. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's dive into this. Uh, well, first off, Will Christian, the NBC Sports pit reporter, we you dragged her out to dinner with us. Yes, and I wanted to get. Uh, we haven't been able to do live podcast shows for our fans this year, yeah. so we had a fan of one right. to see what it would be like right. to experience this podcast in person. She got the full thing. She got the full. Oh, it was dinner theater. Dinner theater. It was. It was dinner theater. <laughs> Steve, you had multiple takes, multiple rants. Uh, yeah. You would surprise in this audience. You would not bend. 
in any of your takes. You dug in your heels deeper and deeper. Like you got a set of spurs on. Well, her and I got uh, into it. We and I love Will. She's awesome. So we, it was no, 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 not heated at all. But no, we, we have very different takes. Uh, yeah, she's just like any other human. I'm Steve. on Will's side. Uh, yeah, JT is. Well, we we, uh, we can dive into that on this pod a little bit. I don't have a problem with that. She's like yeah. any other human, and uh, when you start battling Steve Mathis, uh, Steve Mathis does not bend. <laughs> You know what? I don't. I'm just. I don't follow the rest of the lemmings off the cliff. Wait, I'm just not. As I, as I told you know. As I told Will at dinner, you are landing on the beaches of Normandy right now. Yep, sorry, <laughs> sorry for having an opinion. Sorry for being a good guy. Sorry for having an opinion. Entrenched. Be prepared for days of warfare. Oh, uh, can we just dis- can we discuss your two? There were two. There were two points that you wanted to. Argue. Well, first, it was one was JT and the keto diet. Yeah, we've gone over this a million times. Yeah. Uh, just JT constantly is, again, the one taking all the blame for the worldview of many. Like, JT, are you the only person doing keto in the world? Or No, or? no, it's, it's not popular at all. Weege. Uh, no Weege. I think it's all taken out on you. Weege, you've been there. You've seen the issues that he always seems to have. You've seen it. <laughs> These were two different things, though. They, like, it's just, the fact that I have to split my bill for, for a work trip has nothing to do with the fact that no I no 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 keto diet. but the food was wrong again not your fault not your fault but the food is always wrong with but you if i asked for no gravy how Listen, is that my fault i it's not your fault i said that it's not your fault but i've gone out to dinner with you so many times and the food is never right and and, and it's <laughs> and i don't understand what's going on like like you're you're i hear you asking the waiters i hear you being polite and I hear you making the requests, but no one can get it right. Or very, like, seven out of ten can't get it right. And then you got to send it back and make, you know, and, and everything just drags on like that. It's just a big ordeal. And, and I don't understand why the waiters and waitresses of this world can't make your requests, but they can't seem to get it right. But this, but you're taking this out on me. No. Wow, it's just part of your whole thing. <laughs> it's, it's just your whole deal. I don't understand. I don't want to get into this on this pod. Nobody cares. But you love ketchup and chicken quesadillas like no other man in the world. You're in great shape. You're in phenomenal shape. You love ketchup and chicken quesadillas. And you have deprived yourself of chicken quesadillas and ketchup for two years now. For no reason. No reason at all. It's ridiculous. Stop it. That's it. That's, that's the whole point. Thank you. Are you done? Yeah, okay. I'm done. Okay, good. I'm going to continue doing what I like to do. Thanks. I know. It's ridiculous. So, uh, and we'll get into the other thing, Weege, later on. So, the other part's way better. The, the, me not me doing keto is ridiculous. Like, so what? Who cares? It just doesn't. Yeah, but the, yeah. Uh, the our other thing is a uh, 250 class conversation. Okay. So, okay. we will return to that. Yeah. As long as we and, get it, uh, that's fine. Yeah, we have to, so the world can realize that uh, Will Christian has the take that ninety nine point nine percent of the world will have, and then there's Steve. Yeah, no, digging in. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll oh, get into sorry. It. We'll get into it. Yes, you have a witness. Yep, yes, I have a sure witness. You do. Yep, you have a witness. Yes. Um. Sure. All right. AC gets it done. Leads uh, all seventeen laps in Moto One. Leads all. Leads nine laps in Moto Two. Uh, goes off the track with a lapper. Uh, gets third, but gets the overall. Um, a fantastic job. I guarantee you, when Zacho was following Adam around in Moto1, JT, I guarantee you Zacho was like, hey, Adam's faded. 
in every moto. You know, I'll probably get him. He'll, he'll make a mistake. I'll probably get him. Uh, yep. and, and he didn't happen. It, and, and actually, Zach was the one that got pumped up and dropped backwards to fourth. Because as Adam said to me at Ironman, hey, I'm going to go until I can't go anymore. I'm not going to pace myself. And guess what? I'm closer here at Ironman than I was at Loretta's one. And I'll be closer next week. And damn it, if he wasn't right, uh, uh, JT, he did it. And uh, and I'm sure Zacho was like, what the hell? WTF. But great job for Adam. Yeah. You you, know, you kind of felt, oh, go ahead, JT. Sorry. Just yep. today, it, was, it was just a matter of time, I, I think. We all saw this coming. You know, it's no different than I think his 250, you know, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross days, too. You continue to build towards something. You keep improving. You start to work out the bugs. And where did I go wrong? And why did I make a mistake here? And why did I make a mistake there? all the while getting in better physical shape. And yeah, it's going to come together, you know, and, um, you know, really the only thing that keeps Adam away from winning more are silly mistakes and injuries. And if he can slowly remove those, you know, those mistakes and then stay healthy, yeah, he will win a lot. I mean, I think we can all see that coming from a mile away. Weege. Hang on. I'm, uh, homeschooling here. Oh, Oh, realities live freaking on the, awesome on the, on the podcast it's great yeah there's nothing I else i can do these are school hours and we have two kids and two computers <laughs> so it, thank you 2020 this is this is awesome i'm a uh, teacher now five days a week as well doing a job i love do, it do you do you have any classes in fiscal responsibilities uh, i'm trying to teach math uh, they're not grasping it i'm very upset okay um all right and and it, subtraction is a very important one addition you know you want more addition than subtraction i don't know if they're grasping that um this sounds crazy. This sounds crazy. Um, I'm just going to throw out a theory here on this uh, doubleheader weekend. Uh, and this applies to Adam and Osborne. Uh, I follow a lot of other sports. Uh, they talk a lot about, you know, the playoff grind. And at the end of an NBA season, you know, the guys are tired and you got to manage their minutes and their workload and all that. And the veteran teams are smart and have experience, but they do have old legs. Is there a chance that Adam, just by being seven years younger than this oddly skewed old class, Mark's 30, Osborne's 30, Tomac's older, and the odometer on Tomac, I mean, he hasn't missed many races ever, and he's been at the tip of the spear for a long time. Adam seemed like the freshest guy, besides Baggett, who we can't even... Yeah, that, that was just, yeah, that yeah, yeah, like, yes. like Blake himself, uh, uh, yeah. just that's out of nowhere, right. A lot of the guys told me, I was at the track Saturday and Sunday, and Monday morning, I'm good. I'm recovered. This is nothing. Two days off is great. I'm feeling awesome. And then it didn't seem like they felt that way after the race. So I'm literally just wondering if Adam just being younger and fresher helped because he was the he faded the least. And you're right, Steve. He's faded the most uh, until this race. So makes yeah. me wonder. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think he got better. But then, yeah, your theory. You know, I'm with you, Weech. Everybody I talked to, and I must have asked 10 different guys, told me no problem. The second race, no problem. We'll be fine. That's yeah. when we do our motos. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Uh, I know. It, Racing's it, different, man. It well, it is, and it was mid seventies as well, yep. so it wasn't like super taxing on these guys. So if they, no. if they were dropping back, like Osborne said, he got arm pump halfway through the moto in the first for the first one. Like, ah, uh, yeah, you know that's yeah. That, but he did say also on the podium that you know it's been a long season and the grind is yeah. you know he was more tired than he thought he would be, and that right. goes for everybody. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it doesn't apply, by the way, in the 250s because they only race half the races. But I just thought 
Well, there was something to that. Or maybe just a matter of time Adam was going to figure this out, and this just happened to be the day. Well, Adam had all of Salt Lake off, right? And he had all of whenever he got hurt the other time, you know? Yeah, you're right, actually. You know? So he had yep. – Adam's raced uh, – Half the races? Ten races maybe. this year? Thirteen races? Something like that, you know? So Could be. Yeah. Could be something to it. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> We've never had workload management be quite the level of topic that it's going to be this year because uh, the year is so weird. So I just wonder, the only time we had a back-to-back, if that actually might have been a factor, where normally it's not really a thing. Right. Uh, JT, it was it was odd to see both classes, both races, great weather. I mean, I thought the track looked brutal. And you know, not more brutal than usual, but brutal. And these guys were like... Hey, it's a freight train out there. There's an inside line. There's an outside line. And it's a freight train, and it's really hard to pass. And enough guys told me that, and I watched it, that there's something to that. Like, even though I thought it looked rough, clearly there was something going on with the temperature and the track to make passing hard and to make it uh, not the same as the Lakewood night race. Remember those? You were in them, JT. Yep. Um, Yep. Not the same as those, but very – not very, maybe – similar to the Lakewood night race. Yeah, I'm not there because I think it was it was rougher than that. Oh, but. it is. No, no, 100%. But I'm saying the feel of it, the sprinting, the non-passing of everybody, kind of yeah. like that. I think, it, you know, it was, we go back to it being the hardest dirt and the, the least amount of moisture for a red bud that we've seen in a very long time. And it just wasn't deep. Like he, Friday was probably harder than Monday was, but it really wasn't that really sloppy, muddy, nasty morning practice, which leads into really deep ruts and just a prototypical redbud track we've seen for the last decade. That wasn't what we saw Friday or Monday. And I think that's really the only difference that I could find was how the track was prepped. And I actually preferred it. I, I thought it looked great. It looked awesome. The, in practice and time qualifying in the first motos, these guys were able to really ride hard, and it wasn't this muddy affair. But the first to think that the track was going to be that yeah. drastically different and not have an effect somehow, good or bad, yeah, we yeah. would have to think it is going to be something. So I, I would, I would attribute it to that. So yeah, we just just let's have races at mid seventies and in the fall, and we'll, we'll get these sprint amazing motos because almost every moto was great. Yeah, and that's what I've been throwing out there. I feel like the whole season has been great, especially in the 450s. Like, I've never seen before this level of parity. And it usually it wanes, right? But now that Baggett has won, it's actually getting deeper, which is never the case. And I'm trying to figure out why. I don't know if it's the variables of these dudes are also burnt that it's allowing, you know, no one can break away. Or yep. if it's the exact opposite, where they had more time to get ready for outdoors because there was two months of riding and they normally don't get. Uh, it could be as simple as the weather. Like you said, like we're not going to get the humidity in September that we normally get in July. Like Millville is surely not going to be as hot as it normally is in two weeks. So maybe that's it. But whatever it is, I want to replicate it. This has been phenomenal to watch. So do we do 17 rounds of Supercross, take two months off? Crown that was what it. I threw out there on right, Twitter because you, right. you know what? There's another thing I've been noticing. When did new bikes used to come out? September, October? Yeah, now they're, yeah, now they're July. Yeah, right. Now they're July. So we are getting to the point now where the new bike season and the nationals are almost colliding, but we're stuck with the old model of homologation and all these things. So it just always strikes me odd. This year, for example, Honda putting out a huge ad campaign over a 2020 2021 CRF 450R while they're racing the 2020. 
And I'm like, dude, we're missing this by one month. One month. This would be, the teams would probably love to have development of these bikes and the marketing team would love to get these bikes out there. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could dovetail this quite nicely if you built in a two month break that the riders know about. This year is tough because yeah, they didn't yeah, know yeah. if they were going to have a break or not. Right. Yeah. I'm going to ask Nick about Ramit and Adam's workload on the time down. You know, we kind of know what Baker's guys did, right? I'm going to ask him what he did or what he thought, how he approached yeah, I it. Was, I, I was kind of thinking that too when you guys were talking about Adam being younger. I was, that was one of the things I wrote about leading up to the race was I, I felt like how the diff, how the guys approached Saturday and Sunday's recovery would be very telling. And I don't think everybody kind of goes about it the same way. I think there are differing theories about how much work you should do. Should it be, you know, purely rest? Should it be an active recovery where you're you're not really interrupting your daily schedule and then you kind of get right back to it? Um, and I, I don't know. You know, I'm not a learned doctor of sports medicine, so I don't know. Um, but I, I think there would be something there. I think that's if you wanted to dig into that, I bet you would get some different answers about how they approached getting back to 100%, and then you could kind of correlate that to the results and, well, and cross-reference and see who, who showed up better on Monday and who didn't. Well, Will Hahn well, and, the missing, Will Hahn the and missing Rarick, races oh, point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The missing races point you make on Adam with the injuries is huge. I don't ever, like, make a huge deal out of the age thing. I think the age thing is not really a thing. I think it's well, more— Well, unless you're, you're 34, yeah. 35, something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think, in general, the difference between 24 and 29 in this sport is really— There's a much bigger difference what— the pressure and injuries you've dealt with, I think, than the number on paper. Except, except, and this comes from following other sports, and maybe JTU experiences as you got older, the only thing you always hear is recovery is harder as you It's the only major difference you'll hear people point out. Recovery yeah, is harder. True. Yep. yep. Um, well, so Adam, uh, Adam has the three now. 250 Supercross and Motocross, 450 Motocross, so he... Does he get the 450 Supercross in 2021? I think we all agree with yes. that, right? He, he completes yep. it. So, he almost um, did it in his first try, so I think we have to be safe. I think we're safe, yeah. Um, yep. So Adam wins. Good job for him. Um, Zach is a, is a winner also, although that first motor was a little sketchy because he went back to fourth, but uh, 40 points, uh, Red Bud 2. Of course, the 1-1, Red Bud 1. And, uh, yeah, he lost some points to AC, but basically he widened his points uh, on, uh, on Marvin. Adam's in third now. Um, so uh, Zach Osborne is the big winner of the two Red Buds, JT, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you know, he has the advantage where all he has to do is just keep the status quo. He doesn't have to make up ground. He doesn't have to push the envelope. As long as he keeps leaving every round with basically the same scenario that he ended the day with, that's plenty good enough for him right now. Yep, second moto was good. About How about, do you think, what was Osborne's fear level when Baggett was behind him? Like, pretty high. Bag high? Because Baggett was going for it, man. Baggett was going yeah, for it. I don't, think he, I don't think he cares about what... I, I no, no, no. I'd no. rather have Blake there than anybody else. No, no, I think he was totally fine with letting Blake go. Go. Like, you want it this bad? Go ahead. Because Blake was chupacabra behind him. Like, uh... <laughs> You know, so I, I think I, I think it's a godsend for him. He's like, oh, I, this is who I have to battle with. Like, he's oh, yeah, not yeah. even really in the championship battle. Like, this is awesome. No, I think he wanted no part of Blake. Blake yeah. wanted that win badly, right? I think he wanted to win. Yeah, I, I do because that would have that would have given him the overall, maybe or close. No, no, wouldn't have. Okay, well, depending on what Adam did, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at, at the time, I mean, there's a win on the table, and and if you 
look at where Blake has been finishing, I don't really think that Zach was like, you know, might be unstoppable in this middle. Probably I need to win this. Right, you're you're break you're breaking up. Uh, Weege, I'll go I'll go back to you. So, uh, Baggett wins. Baggett goes six one. It takes a Tomac and a Sexton and a Barsha fall in the first lap uh, to kind of clear the clear the air for him. He still it's just this is just high point last year, right? Weege, is that that's what this is? Uh, yeah. Well, definitely it is. Yeah, they're out of nowhere. I don't think you know the Vegas odds makers were putting him as the favorite to win a moto like that. Uh, out of nowhere and yet some circumstances did fall his way with a couple guys falling in the second turn and then there was let's see Savachi, Anstey and Marv all fell uh, in front of him um, but I almost want to dismiss that because I mean he was hauling butt right he was, like yeah. he was no, no. going super fast and I, I saw Adam uh, Adam was on my flight this morning and I was like oh yeah he was coming for me I was I wasn't going to be able to hold him off like Adam could see him coming yeah. before Adam even went down so I'm going to chalk this way more up to this is the weirdo thing you get with Blake Baggett, like High Point last year. And yes, those dudes crashing may have helped, but I don't want to take anything away from, yep, the you cannot put this lightning in a bottle, but if you could, no. oh my God. I don't mean to take it away from him either. I just think I, he may not win another moto all year. This could be High Point. Yeah, but um, not, I think, because he doesn't get the right circumstances of dudes falling because... Is he just going to replicate this speed? It's it's always a deal with Baggett. Like, I'll, will he replicate this again? I'll tell you what, the, the one mo, the one moto at Red Bud won. I don't think he, he – there's no way he would have won, but he was coming. And he kind of hit the wall about three-quarters of the way yeah. through, and I was surprised. Like, I was – his lap times were impressive. And I'm like, oh, boy, here comes Baggett. Again, I don't think he would have won, uh, but he would – I thought he was getting to get going to get higher than what he did because uh, he was on that kind of tear, you know. So um, – but yeah, six one for Baggett, six uh, second overall. Osborne four two, the second or third overall, the big winner, of course. Um, JT Tomac, you want to talk about Tomac? Well, are you going to at least acknowledge that there might be a chance that my theory is true, or are you just going to poo poo it and, and try to make fun of me? I'm not going to make fun of you. I just no. he needs he needs to. I think he needs the heat a little bit. You know, I think this is helping everybody. But Eli Tomac. And that's okay. Yeah. I just, I think for whatever reason, your reason could be valid. That's that's totally fine. I don't have any reason to argue against it. Whatever the reasons are, or multiple, they're probably, uh, you know, a blend of multiple reasons. He just doesn't seem to have the edge that he normally has. And I think it's a little bit of speed, which is the one that's a little bit more glaring for me. He just doesn't have... He's just not faster. You look at his even like time qualifying. He, has he been the fastest qualifier at any of the races yet? I don't think he uh, has. Yeah, I don't think he has. No. And, and that's not an indictment. It's just a little bit of evidence to what I'm seeing during the races is he is great. He is, in my opinion, he's absolutely a guy that can win every time he goes out. But he's he's obviously making a lot of mistakes and, and first-turn crashes and things are keeping him away from anywhere near that but it's more the pace that's i think um something that's more shocking i just always watch tomac and anybody he's around he just looks so much faster than them you can just tell he's the faster guy and right now it's not as apparent you know he's, he was battling with freddie a little bit this weekend which was strange and just things i'm like you know he's, he's still great he should have the number one on his bike and, and he's three-time defending champ and all that 
He just looks, you know, 1% off of the, the normal summer Eli Tomac that we're used to seeing. Second in the first moto, seventh, you know, basically from last to seventh. I mean, he yeah. was he was 39th, but it says 29th here, Weege. I mean, there's just no way to know. You know, there's no way to actually get a position on Tomac, but I'm pretty sure he was 39th. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like, um, yeah, and, and this is why but this is why at the end of the year it's going to be like, hey, you know, a lot of people say Ferrandez doesn't get good starts, but his average starts actually a sixth. And it's going to rule out that he um, that he passed. That yeah. He actually got six as his average start. And we're going to rule out that he passed 21 riders on the first lap of the second Ironman moto. That does not count in nope. the stats. Nope. Same thing for Eli. Yeah, those are 11 passes that there will be no credit for. Um, and, and we don't have the technology to do that. We can't figure it out. No. It's not not possible. No, we could never figure out where they were, you know, at a split nope. uh, partway through the first lap. Uh, yeah, the hard charger last week was not uh, who the hard charger should have been. Didn't Barsha come from last to seventh last week or at uh, Friday? Yeah. Um, but he was the hard charger because he made the mistake of passing too many guys in the first lap, of last which we cannot six. possibly. Yeah, yeah, last six. No, no, I think it was more like 18th to sixth, guys. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yep. yep. Anyway, uh, I agree. This just it's just it's all like one or two percent, right? Like Tomac's been in these. He's never been a great starter. We've seen him in battles and battles and battles, but he can in those last ten minutes, and it goes either way. It's either he kicks it in another gear, or as he says, he just stays the same speed as they fall off. But either way, we've seen many motos where you're like, I think Eli's going to get third. I think Eli's going to get fourth, and then you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he ended up winning or getting second. And that last 2% just doesn't seem to be there um, like it has been. And I don't know. It's, you can slice it any way you want. Either he's worn down or the field has just stepped up, whatever it is. Or it's uh, not as hot and rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a million theories. But I feel yeah, like we have enough data. I think so. Don't you feel, though, we have enough data? We've done 10 motos now? Yes, and I know two motos. were mud races. Or I, okay, we'll even take the two mud ones out. In eight motos that weren't muddy and his bike didn't break. I feel like we have enough data to be like, it's just not quite the same. I'm not saying he sucks, Yeah, but it's just not quite the same. Oh, you're not saying he sucks? Okay. <laughs> um, well, well, you got to be careful yeah. with Steve. You have to be very careful yeah. with how you phrase this with Steve because he will, he will take it and run and then all of a sudden you're, is, you're telling people that Eli sucks. You are fake news. I, uh, I yeah, wonder yeah, yeah. what percent deep down in there, deep, buried, mm -hmm deep yeah. in the Cortez Colorado compound what percent is like I got the Supercross title I got the Supercross title and this has been a super weird year no that's all I've been saying and you told me that that's not, not happening I, I've been saying no, that no, from the get go you can't steal my point and then try to use it against me I'm not stealing your point I don't know what you're <laughs> calm down. I don't that's know it's been my point the entire time you've mentioned that yes yes and I'm wondering what percent of if we have a Eli Tomac percent pie of of effort, not effort, uh, of, I don't know how to put it, but there, there's something to the weather, I think. The guys are fresher. I think there's something to the tracks we've had. Mm -hmm. I think there's something to the mud races. You know, you give them some points at that mudder, and, and you know, maybe it's a little different attitude. But And then what percent is I got a Supercross title? I don't know. Is it a big? Is yeah. it a big percent? Is it a small yeah. percent? I don't know. You know. So. 
Because what's too can bad we, for we Eli have to is... In, okay, go ahead, JD. Oh, sorry, yep. just, mm -hmm. you have to factor in having your first child in there, too, somewhere, I think. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, yep. Okay. Uh, I don't have children, so uh, who knows? God God help Eli if he ever has to homeschool two of them at the same time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, his, his child's yeah. not in school either. So there yeah, it's true. Them. Yeah, it's... Yeah, um... The one, and the other thing I say that makes it worse for Eli is, again, he's just never been that good of a starter. So he never gets to have the easy moto. You know, even even in his prime best seasons winning this title three years in a row, yeah. he had to work for it. So he doesn't get the bailout of, you know, occasionally getting the day where he just whole shots both motos and he can create. It, like, well, there's some in there, but yeah, they're, they're rare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So for the most part, he has got to go to the wall to get it done, which he's capable of doing normally. But yeah, we're just talking this one or 2%. Maybe yep. that makes all the difference. The starts have been terrible. Not so, like that's so, new, but they've been bad. So he's out of this. He's out of this. Tid title wise. Yes. He's 47 down. And what is he? Fifth, fourth, fourth. Oh, he's ahead of Barcelona. It's now? not so bad to second though. It's only like 19 to second, 21. Yes. 19 to second. Okay. I I'm, it, catastrophic to happen to Zach. Bike break, DNF Emoto for whatever reason. Um, to get to second, I, I am no I am not out on that. Okay. With with that many motos to go right. and it being Marvin, I think he can beat Marvin consistently if he gets on a run. But well, forty seven, dear Lord man, you need a lot of help. This weekend the latest in the national series rumors. <laughs> uh, Paula and Denver are in big trouble. That's the latest. Back to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back to you, Weege. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So, I mean, we had a good laugh about this on the Friday Friday re review pod. Yeah. I did hear one thing, actually, like a half hour after we did that pod. Okay. Um, Steve, you really got to get out of your hotel room more, as JT would like you to do. Yep. Because uh, the the uh, downstairs, the lobby of your hotel was hopping. Um, I couldn't get out of there. Like we finished up that pod, and then I went to leave to go to my hotel, and then I could not escape. Really? Um, oh wow! Yeah, it was like the industry is like, hey, remember when everybody used to hang out socially? Remember, yeah. like that feels like nine years ago. Well, it's back, baby. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to hang out with those people. I've seen them for twenty five years. I'm good. I, I'm. Yeah, there's I, there's merit to that. There's merit to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, but get, anyway, I get it. Yeah. One thing I did learn from that is I think some of these Colorado is in big trouble. Rumors are coming from there's that drag race track very close by like what five minutes away or something um to thunder valley i think it's called thunder valley it's a drag strip anyway nearby and yeah. i think they got shut down um but dude you can go back i know the owner of that drag strip like since this thing started had been like thumbing his nose at authority um the whole time so i think they're openly flaunting um that they don't follow any rules uh so i don't think you can apply what's happening to that track with uh, the motocross side um, some of that's earned. Big trouble. Of, right. Yeah, I I would think that's where the rumor's coming from. Yeah, and it's easy to put together. Um, there's a drag strip that just got shut down. Why wouldn't the right. motocross track? But yep. from what I've heard, they are not um, approaching the situation the same, those yep. two facilities. Yep. I think, yeah. uh, by the way, too, uh, getting back to Adam, yeah. like, weekend off, why not 1-1 at Millville for Adam? He's got sp the speed. We all know this, right? Like, he's got starts. Like, yeah, this could be a little bit of a run for, for the nine. Really? So, That's a good point. Yep, he really could. Um, Tickle, I walked in with Tickle, uh, Redbud 2. We parked rental cars. We walked in together. He told me, I need some pepperoni, Steve. I got to get some pepperoni. He is still hauling, hanging on to that cheese pizza thing. 
Oh, so nice. That's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, He's right, though. He's back to being, you know, just solid okay. Yeah, good. just I'll take the Rock cheese. Table. I like cheese. It's great. Yeah. Rather have pepperoni, but I'll take cheese. Right. Uh, I think Tickle would be a good guy for that second spot next to Baggett next year, by the way. I, I think I think that'd be a good spot for him. Probably not a lot of money, JT. He can wear the gear. He's a professional. He works hard. It's a good secondary spot. Yeah, he's pretty good out there too. Yeah, not going, not going too bad. Yeah, yeah, he's a top ten guy. Um, Savachi, I talked to J Bone a little bit. He's happier with the bike. They made some changes after Red Bud won. He qualified second fastest. Uh, right, second. God, he's got to not crash there though. Yeah, got to not crash there. Yep. Yeah, in the second moto. Right. I understand that's easier said than done, right? But yeah. that seems like it's been his his Achilles heel is when he gets in those positions, he's solidly there. He doesn't have a ton of pressure. Everything's going right, and then he just makes a silly mistake. And, you know, the, the moto's not ruined, but for what he needs to do, which is put it on the podium and really solidify himself, it is kind of ruined. The uh, Yeah, so seventh, he's getting better, though, a little bit. A little bit yeah, better. Yeah, I mean, yep. certainly a step forward. I just right. I hate to see that because you're watching him and like, don't screw it up, don't screw it up, wow. don't screw it up, and then step over. Some of us had him in fantasy as well, Pulp Mix Fantasy, which, by the way, yeah, Weege, congr- yeah, congratulations, Weege, on your fantasy results this year. I, unbelievable. JT's advice clearly helping. Finally, you're getting it. No. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Aim for, aim for mediocrity is working out just fine. Well, I'm one spot ahead of you, so don't get, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Um, yeah, but you're making it sound like your theory and my theory are, are you know, one is an A plus and one is a D. And we're working out to about In theory, B. they are. Look, man, I know this game better than you. Let's be honest, okay? Right. Yes. Yes. You're very um, plugged in. You know exactly how things work. And yes. that's why you're asking questions this season about how the scoring works. Yeah, and the fact right. that I'm 11th, I had to have you guys tell me that because there's no possible way I could figure out where <laughs> I can even check. How about, to, you're so we're in a uh, $100 industry idiots with a lot of people, and it actually pays money at the end of the year, like pretty good money if you win. And we asked how much, and JT said twenty grand, which is far off what it, what it pays. I was and we was so stoked, I was so stoked. stoked. <laughs> it's not twenty grand. So, oh well, man, I wanted him to read it so bad. I was like waiting, literally staring at my phone. Yeah, to read that. yeah, yeah. So, see, I'm doing the math here. Look, I've put in this hundred bucks twice a year supercross motocross for several years, and I've made not a dime. Right. So I'm thinking, like, man, at the top, the pot must be massive. It is. So I was buying it. It is. It's I was uh, buying 20 grand. I think the top guy gets 3500 bucks or something. Oh, I, gosh. Uh, you know? That's unbelievable. Yeah. Right, JT? Is that, is that around right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So Here's j- what I've noticed. Okay. Outdoors is easier than Supercross because the, the walk the plank that is uh, LCQ for all the marbles, yep. um, I, I think the, the just pure luck part is more. I know bike problems happen more outdoors, but... We kind of know that in the 450 class, there's like five or six 450 privateers you can pretty much count on. You know what they're going to do, and they're big handicaps. Uh, you know, the can, master pools, the rock you, well, bells. We, yeah. you and I. I know what they're oh. going to do, and that's, what? that's uh, Freddie Noren, and he's going to crash. Uh, I, can, I can tell you, we know what they're going to do. Weege and I were deep embedded with the SGB Maxis Kawasaki guys this week. Uh, yes. We, we got all, they're this weekend. We got all the, how you feeling, how you doing, all of that. So um, Yes. Yep. Rob Bell and Smith, I feel, are the – they've raised their – we will get to R.J. Hampshire, who I believe has maybe raised his level the most of any rider uh-huh. this summer. But do you not feel that Smith and Rod Bell have raised their uh, overall attention 
on them. Rod Bell's phenomenal. Rod Bell, yes. Rod yeah. Bell is like a shooting star right now. It's a, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, seriously, when, when Rod Bell came around for the last lap of the second moto, the entire track was screaming for him. Really? No, no joke. Yeah. yeah. I mean, losing their mind, yelling for him. I mean, there was like, I don't know, 300 people there. Right. But, but they he, were all yelling. But he was doing tricks off the leap, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. He was doing one-handers and all kinds of stuff. Right, what? right. And he has a job, yeah. and he works during the week. So this is great. Um, all His right. Q rating has accelerated yep. so much in the last month. I have not watched yeah. uh, uh, the race back. How was Barsha's move, quote-unquote, on Marv? Uh, was it, was it, hey, was it, would Bam Bam say I thought it was a great race? Uh, he would, and that'd be about <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Like, I love it. It's pure comedy to me. Like, yeah. I've realized, especially in a year of a global pandemic where most of the things that we thought we can enjoy are taken away from us, uh-huh. one of the few things you can still count on is, like, people being people. Like, I really enjoy that. Like, yeah. Barsha just being Barsha, I just love it. And he he did it. He, he, like, he, he did. He was Barsha. He always, just, goes, full, he always goes full Barsha. He's always full Barsha. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, did anyone else, JT, did anyone else use that line? It was a great move. Like, he made the pass. But did anyone else use that casually cruise around the inside, uh, uh, to the outside of the inside berm, but not go to the outside berm and just aim for the exit like that? No, I best was listening to Marvin explain it step by step in great well, detail. Yeah. Uh, Goal line stand. But, but yes, Barsha never fails to deliver. He is always Barsha. Yep. He will always be Barsha. And, and, Everybody will always hate race Barsha. And, and, and that, you know, that move with AC, like we talked about, like he just said it was great racing. <laughs> it's great racing. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, hey, JT, do I need to? I, I thought for sure that Adam was like incensed to try to pay him back. And then Adam said that he was not because he knows like he doesn't really want to get into that with him. So now I know better. Like I'm not going to assume that anymore. So as a racer, JT, I know. You don't like that kind of racing. It gets you angry. But is it fair to say that there are – Frontier Justice is normally a thing, but do you think a lot of the riders are like, I don't want to get into Frontier Justice with him? Yeah, yeah. I think I think if it would have been somebody else, you would see a different take on it, like when Zach and Adam got into it at Minneapolis that year. Yeah. In, in Indianapolis, wherever it was. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think with Marsha, you know you're outgunned. You don't get into a gunfight <laughs> when he has 17 guns and you have a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I, I talked to Adam. Yeah, he, he, there's, there's no desire to escalate things. Barsha is like the third world country that found nukes. You know, yes. Barsha is just like, like, like we are. I am Degaf. We have nothing. Yep. I will die for this. And you yeah. just, you this just. Why everyone, this is why everyone is terrified for Iran to get a nuke because they degaf and they will use it immediately. It's the same thing with Barsha. Like he has this. Yamaha with like Mad Max studded spokes, and he will he will drive them into the side of your car. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Barsha five ten came from last again, or near. Nah, he was further up than Tomac and uh, and Sexton were, but uh, yeah, definitely you know five ten on the on the uh, on the day. I still thought he rode great. Um, you know both motos. So, um, Craig went ten six for ninth. Ouch. That's a Phil score right there. 10-6 for ninth. Tough well, it's, it's not a 14-7 for ninth. 14-9 oh. for seven. 14 mm. nine for seven. Mm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Craig, but Craig rode well. Craig rode well. Yep. Really, really strong, I thought. Um, came up from, you know, from a crash in the first moto and everything else. So, 
Sexton, we talked about Dino was just Dino. We thought he turned a corner with that 8-8. Eight, eight. But he's 11-11. Yeah, not, not awesome. And, and I was watching closely. He's on my fantasy team. But I was also watching because it was a pretty unique scenario where he was getting caught by guys where I, I think he didn't want to get beat by them. You know, like Barsha comes up and passes him. And Christian Craig comes up and passes him. And I know he's got to be super frustrated getting passed by those guys because he is a factory guy. He just signed another year of a factory deal. And he wants to be up in the mix, right? He wants to be up in those, you know, top four, five, six, seven battles. And he just doesn't seem to quite have the pace for it right now. And I just wanted to see if he could go with him or go with Barsha and like, hey, okay, this is what he's doing. This is the lines he's taking. I got to go with him. And he just wasn't able to do it. Yep. Up, uh, Anstey, sure, Bogle, all right. Bogle better, Bogle, definitely better for Bogle yeah, than he was at Red Bud One. It's, it's okay, he's yeah. not flashing at all, he's finishing motos. I mean, it's yep, baby steps. Uh, what else, Freddie Norn? Yeah, Freddie, uh, fantasy, pulp makes fantasy problems with Freddie. Uh, Henry Miller's bike, JT, in the first moto. It was, I, I was texting you frantically because. I couldn't believe what I was watching. He was missing the entire back half of his motorcycle. He, he, we, he had no seat, no side panels, no fenders, no fender. Wow! Just this riding. Not a, uh, this is not a, um, you know, like a 2004 KTM where it's all one piece. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Multiple pieces had to fall Slider off. Skins. Yeah. Or uh, that. He, it was amazing, and he kept going, and he got twenty yeah. fourth. No quit. No yeah. quit. Yeah. No seat. No quit. Yeah, amazing. Just amazing. Uh, Rod Bell, we talked about. Good job for him. Um, JT, the Ruth Chris dinner with A-Ray. Did you, did you leave thinking that Red Bud 2 would be a turnaround? I did not. I wanted it to be because A-Ray is awesome. For any of you that don't know, A-Ray is awesome. And you should cheer for A-Ray if you don't already. But I was not... Uh, more confident than when I showed up. I was less. So he blew up his bike at Red Bud 1, got a rock in the case, lost all the oil, kept riding, blew up his bike. The team changed his motor. Something went wrong in the transmission. He got out there for Red Bud 2. Transmission, no good. Why nobody rode the bike around the pits? I'm not sure. I don't understand. Maybe, well, maybe they didn't see it. I don't know. And then... Uh, he came in after practice. He qualified. They changed motors. Went out on the new motor. The drain plug fell out. He lost all the oil, and the bike was making massive noises. Welcome to Alex Ray's life, Weech. Really just doing a great job for his teammates over there at SGB, Maxis Cowie, sucking all the bad luck. And so Rod Bell and Smith can have a better better summer. But also, I think, sucking up the working hours of their mechanics because they all said they worked till 4 in the morning or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor A Ray. Um, hey, Felix Lopez had a good four motos. Mexico's champion. Good job, Felix Lopez. Weed, you picked him uh, in fantasy. That was uh, your guy. Yeah, I was, I was feeling Felix. Yep. Feeling Felix. Hey, just something about that 577 KTM. You just know you're going to get solid consistency. Yep. Yep. Just something about that number. Uh, absolutely. Good, yep. good, good point. Never yep. thought of that. Mm -hmm. Um,. All right, uh, so that's that's it for the 450 class. Anybody else? Zach Osborne got the title. What's the percent pie? How do you feel? How do you feel, Weege? Percent pie that Osborne wins this? Uh, it's very good right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 70. Yeah, me too. I was gonna say 72. Yeah. JT. Yeah. yeah. 
very good. Man, I, that was a big day. That was a, a really, really big day. Um, I am pretty confident for Wacko. He, if he doesn't win it, it's going to be because something goes horribly wrong. It won't be just standard issue. Oh, yeah, I just didn't get it done. It's it, going to be something, something big. So it's not going to be Red Dog in 07? Just slowly getting worse results. Just bleed out, kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll, it'll, it would have to be something goes terrible. But honestly, with the issues we've seen that team have lately, and, and didn't we see more issues in the first practice this weekend? Yeah. Ripa too. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility, that's for sure. All right. Oh, yeah. speaking. Speak, by the way, speaking of Stu, Jason Anderson was there too, hanging out. I guess I never saw him. Yeah, yeah. I saw him walking all casted up. Yeah. In a sling and yeah, we didn't really. We, we didn't bro down, but Rockstar he was. Husky responsibilities media something. So he was there. Huh. I don't know huh. who uh, Bryce. Maybe he just came because it's Stu. Yeah, maybe. I don't know who Bryce Backus is from Wisconsin, but he's good job. At, he's been at a few races. Yeah, yeah, good, he's been there. Good job for him. Um, all right. Uh, thanks to uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out. The Formula Helmet, they've got a new one called the Formula CC, and it's got all the safety features of the regular Formula. Uh, just a little different shell at a little better price, but uh, same great protection. Flyracing.com for more information on that. Zach Osborne wearing Fly out there, of course, and winning the, the 14 points, leading the 14 points right now. Thank you to Renthal, Renthal.com, Max's Tires. Great, great tires. Justin Rodbell using Max's out there to uh, entertain the fans. And Onyx Maps, we each as well. Yeah, um, 40,000 or something like that miles of trails. Some insane level of trails uh, that are all mapped out. You can download maps, so if you go to riding in a place where you don't have GPS, you can still have them on your phone, which is a really cool feature. And uh, also, when you sign up, you get some emails with some helpful tips on riding and exploring and things like that. So go to onxmaps.com or onx offroad and get the app. The app's really where it's at, because um, let's be honest, we do all this stuff on our phone. So Onyx Off-Road in the App Store. Do it. And uh, thank you to RacerX uh, as well for uh, letting us uh, uh, put our shows on its platform. RacerXOnline.com forward slash pulp to subscribe. Get the magazine. There's stuff in there that I, you'll never read online. So please do that. We'd appreciate it. It's cheap, too. It's really cheap. And it's great photos and great magazines. Well, all my stories are great. Weege and JT stories suck, but my stuff's great. So please. No, no, I, I have a good one coming. I'm going to be writing a story on Jeremy Martin that will be exclusive to the magazine and uh, probably some different takes maybe on the Jeremy Martin comeback story here. Weech, can I please consult on this or do a sidebar? Something? Okay. I, I want to be in on this. Okay. You know, you know how much I love features and I want to yes. be in on this one. There are, there are different takes on the J Mark comeback story. All right, moving on. To, moving on to 250 class from Red Bud oh, to yep, yep, works perfect out. Transition. Mm -hmm. Any problems? Now J Mart was heated with the Ferrandis thing uh, from Moto One. I don't really see it. I'm sorry. I'm kind of with. What you got to understand from J Mart, he can't see any of that. He doesn't even know what happened. So of course he's going to be fired up. No, but he was fired up probably after seeing the replay. I would imagine. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's you have to put yourself in his position. You don't have the emotional like tie to it that he does. I, I get it. I, I I don't think it was really Dylan's, let's say, fault. I don't think he definitely didn't mean to do it. Um, but if I, I really give the benefit of the doubt to J Mark because yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of emotion tied to that. If somebody just you're going along, and then all of a sudden somebody hits you kind of from behind or from the side, and you end up crashing pretty hard, you're going to be pissed off. 
Well, I understand that. Yeah, 100%. I, but I didn't see anything wrong with it, looking back on it. Weege? Yeah, me, me neither. Okay, well, that, that's for, all. For J-Mart, but, for J-Mart to be upset, you have to be able to empathize with him. Steve. Yes, I understand J-Mart being upset, but I'm sure he saw the replay and you know, still chose to be very upset after the second moto. You know, so, uh, Weege, what do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I get it, but to me, that's that's that move is fine. Yeah, it is pretty nuanced, and that's been the whole problem here with uh, Ferrandis. Um, look, there's, it's going to haunt him a bit. There is a bit of a history, right? He might have remembered that there's a history of oh, Ferrandis ruins people, right? Now we went around and around. It was going to be the most discussed incident of the year him and Craig in Anaheim, which we all agree wasn't a malicious, I'm trying to take Mr. Craig out. It was just, I'm trying to go forward, and he kind of messed up the timing of the pass, right? Well, I think that's essentially what this was. Like, they're just, it just wasn't going to happen. This pass just wasn't going to happen. Um, and I think it's just a byproduct of Ferrandis gets bad starts, and I think he goes super fast, as we know, passes a lot of guys, as we know, and sometimes... It's hard to be both. It's hard to be both. It's hard to be a guy who passes a ton of people aggressively, quickly, and not get yourself into trouble ever. And because of that history, and because he's battling Martin for the title, and because I believe J-Mart motivates himself with a me-against-the-world mentality, all those things add up. It goes well beyond the sum of the parts of just look at the replay. And I, I think there's way more to it. There's the backstory and the way J-Mart operates. So... I did think that Ferrandis wouldn't do this anymore. He had said after, I think, Iron Man that he doesn't rush it like he does in Supercross. The motors are longer. He's more confident now. He doesn't feel the need. But do you not think that after the way Red Bud 1 went and it started to tilt, the title started to tilt away from him a little bit, that he went back to uh, being a little well, more desperate to make moves? Yeah, he had a shoulder injury, right? We know he hit his head. Right. We know his shoulder wasn't right. So, yeah. But the starts are weird because, look, the Star Yamahas are great. Newsflash. Uh, Matchpool, McElrath, you know, Justin Cooper. Why can't he get a start? Like, it's bizarre. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's just been his deal for a long time, though. I know. Well, well one of the Red Bud one he got starts, or one of the races. In, Iron Man? The first motor, first motor Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, the first uh, race at uh, Loretta's was good, but now we're yeah, kind of back to. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he was able to manage it for a few weeks of like, ah, whatever, I'm 15th, I got 35 minutes, I'll, I'll do what I need to do. But I think that's starting to, it's not working out, right? So yeah. you start getting a little impatient, and it leads to this. JT? No, I, yeah, I, was, I think it's been the first lap or two as well, which uh, DV kind of made mention of last year, I want to say. You know, the starts haven't always been terrible, but his first couple laps haven't been good either. So it's not always like the positioning of the first corner. It's just he's not really making it happen on the first lap either. So he picks that up. is true. Yeah. But oh my god, if you go back to the Red Bud One race on Friday, there are some of the most hellacious jumps out of the gate. Like they're so bad. <laughs> like I don't understand. It's like yeah. in real time, not even slow mo. It's like he's a second later than everybody else leaving the gate. Yeah, and that's why the inside gate at Iron Man. I'm just like WTF and DV got mad at me, but I'm just like that that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You know, you, you you have a guy that on a great bike that maybe isn't a great starter, don't put him in that spot, you know? So let, let him have some room. Uh, 
All right, so yeah, good good job for uh, for Jamar to come back and win Moto Moto Two. He's, he definitely salvaged, lost three points on the day to Dylan. Dylan went five two. Jamar eleven one. I mean, Dylan was coming that first moto to catch Jamar, and then we had that incident. So I think he would have got by Jamar anyways, but only maybe would have lost one point instead of you know those five. So kind of kind of a blow for Jamar for sure. Um, and then eleven one for Jamar. Second moto was great. Second moto was was great. Ferrandis uh, made that pass on Hampshire. That was uh, yeah, he was going for wow. RJ. It was impressive, right? He still has that. He's yeah. still even yeah. with the shoulder injury yeah. and momentum shifting and, away. Like you're like, oh, he still has this ridiculous and, ability. And Amart, Amart uh, for Red Bud one late in that second moto. Amart was like, dude, I I'm in shape. We know Troll Train's in shape. Come on, come on. We know that. And uh, and Troll Train said I was everything I had, pushing hard. I want to get that third podium. He gets he has a moto he has a per moto bonus. You know all of that stuff. And he said Ferrandis just went by him. He's like, I couldn't, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I can't stop him, you know? So. Is, I don't think you're going to have anybody tell you that Ferrandis isn't the fastest guy in the class. But he's, he's making mistakes. He's getting bad starts. He's crashing, you know? Yeah. It, I think when J Mark goes on the podium and says he's faster than everybody, clearly he's faster than everybody. Right, so right. For somebody to admit that it's bad on your championship. Yeah. All right. Uh, RJ Hampshire is a winner, though. Gave away the wind. Yeah. Gave away the wind to McElrath, and oh, so oh, that had to so suck. Right, right. Uh, so Shane, Shane got him last lap uh, when he made a mistake there. He comes back Moto Two, gets third, uh, two three the overall. And this RJ Hampshire story, Weege, like you said, it's it's impressive, man. He he's uh, he's been really really good. Yeah, and he's the most improved. Like I said, he's gone to the next level, um, which is the hardest thing to do. And now it's sustainable. I mean, hey, he came out guns a-blazing at the opener, but you never know what you're going to get at openers. But we're halfway through five rounds. You know, even halfway of what would be a normal season. This is legit. Okay. Yep. He's not alien level like uh, Ferrandis is. Right. But beyond that, man, this is, a, this is a home run. Like, he's really gone. How many years in a row did these series begin with you saying, hey, you're RJ Hampshires or Jordan Smith. You got to do it. You got to yeah. go to that next level. Uh, he did it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've had factory equipment. They've had great programs and just nothing happened, right? And Jordan keeps getting hurt. And, yeah, it's taken a while, but he's here. JT, RJ Hampshire's here. Legit. Yeah, I mean, like some of us some of us wish it would have come a little bit sooner in the 2020 calendar. Yeah, uh, some of us, you know, some of us went were big super cost guys for RJ, for sure. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely making it happen. He's, he's solidly a top five guy, and, and he's kind of found that the consistency and everything that he was kind of missing when he was still at Geico Honda, you know, you could see it. There were flashes of it and you knew it was there and you just couldn't harness it. And it just didn't seem like he had all of the pieces of the puzzle, whether it was bike or training or confidence or whatever. Uh, it seems like he's kind of got all of those things in 2020. So, I mean, one of the favorites for the title going into 2021 outdoors. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Why not? Right. He, he, uh, he said he wished he would have got his knee fixed sooner. It feels great. You know, it was bugging him in Supercross. It sucks. I, I've ridden with two torn ACLs. I've, raced, I've finished seasons with, with it twice, 04 and 2011, and it's really crappy. It sucks. You yeah. can't train. You can't ride. You think about it all the time. It's, it, it's not great. So, I, yeah, I, I get it yep. for sure. Five laps led for RJ in the overall win. <laughs> Got to go back and see what's the, what's the least amount. Of, I mean, that's not the least amount of laps, Weege, but – 
Yeah. It's up. It's I got to say, man, the determination that we're talking about with him. I mean, you see it. Like the dude makes mistakes. Like he is. Yeah. Pushing hard to to run this pace. I do get scared of like how how often is this repeatable? Um, there were a lot of moments in that first moto battle where you're like, oh, he almost went down. Oh, he almost went down. But yeah. some guys are better at that than others. Yeah. So maybe it's not a problem. Yeah, he's loose. He's loose. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, other, some guys can ride like that. Yep. McElrath won uh, 10 for third overall. Not a, not a great start in a second moto. Uh, everyone just talks about these star Yamahas over and over and over. So it's always amazing to me when <laughs> these guys can't get it right. But he said he spun out of the gate. So, You know... Um, it's funny going into Redbud. There was all this talk about the doubleheader, and you know, a lot of riders were asked what they thought of it, and they're like, "Oh, I love Redbud. It's my favorite track." It's everybody says it's their favorite race. I get it. Redbud's awesome. We love the Richies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they're all like, "I love it because it has so many places to pass." Steve, haven't we said this before? There's a dirty little secret that Redbud, depending on how the track forms up, it sometimes becomes one line. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And the, for whatever reason, the way it turned out in the second motos, it was good on Friday all day. Something about the second motos, all the riders are saying, like, yeah, well, it ended up being one good line. Do you remember Friday, first practice was muddy. It was muddy. It was just, like, typical mm-hmm. red bud, right? So I yeah, think that yeah. that changes everything for, for the rest of the day. Uh, because, yeah, th- this, this race here, everyone was like, there's an outside and an inside. Tomac made a mention of that. And you just can't, you just can't do anything. You just can't, can't do much. And, and we saw it, for yeah. sure. That first moto with RJ, McElrath, and the Jet, like, that was awesome. But what, nobody was able to do anything. It was, it was funny to yeah. watch, you know, especially yeah. on a 250 where you're just wide open, right? I and, think they did expect rain that yeah. kept missing. So, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to get this track prep thing perfect every time. But it is a little secret that sometimes Red Bud ends up being hard to pass on. Yeah. Shane goes 110, third overall. Uh, Mitchell Harrison's from Michigan. Good job for Mitchell Harrison, 6'4". I don't know why, JT, we didn't think about that in Pulp Max Fantasy. I had him on my team all morning, and I switched out. I switched him out for Time Master Bolt, so I was kind of right on both of them. Uh, just uh, Master Bolt crashed second moto, and Harrison didn't. Yeah, Harrison's been good. Do you think Harrison's yeah. done enough to get a full time ride from somebody? Yes, I just don't think it'll be on the team he's on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I do. I do believe he should be somewhere. Somewhere, right? Yeah. Weege? Yeah, I agree. I don't know if the results are so good that it's like you have to, but I think we've seen this type of thing happen. When a guy gets a shot and does a lot with it, they generally get rewarded, which is cool. So I think he'll land somewhere. The Jet, third overall or third in the first moto, good job for the Jet. Uh, second moto uh, didn't get the start he needed, but uh, yeah. Well, jet. no, he, uh, he master pull crashed in front of him. Did you see that, or did you not know that happened? No, I didn't know that happened. Oh. Yeah, about midway through the moto, Masterpool washed in the yep. corner before Larocco's leap, and then the Jet had nowhere to go. And oh, the though. Jet hit him. Okay. Yeah. And then the Jet did actually – so Masterpool's bike and leg were kind of on the Jet's bike. Yeah. And I asked the Jet this morning. He actually was like – essentially he needed to move Masterpool's leg out of the way. Yeah. So he did check with him first to make sure the leg wasn't broken. Oh, okay. Uh, asked if he was okay. And yeah. it's like, okay, now I'm going to move you. Oh, okay. So I thought that was a class act. Yeah, good job for the Jet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Masterpool's all right because he did finish the moto. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a good one. Um, I don't know yeah. if you guys know this, but I don't think that the Jet's contract status is going to be based on that moto. I, I, I like where Jet's job security is. So he had a little bit more time there to sort things out. 
Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, if he loses a few. Yeah, but JT, dude, I'm these kidding, guys aren't. I'm yeah. Totally kidding. Yeah. yeah, these guys are not thinking about that no, when they're out there. No, no, no. I'll tell you what, the Jet, it's almost a little frustrating. He has been so close to the podium over and over and over. Yeah. And it keeps, for one reason or another, he gets fourth or fifth. Or in this case, I think he would have been podium overall if, if that crash that wasn't his fault happened. Yeah, yeah. it's a little, got to be a little frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we think Masterpool is coming back to that team next year? We don't, right? I, I thought so. Oh. I talked to Will a little bit about it. Oh, and we, he is? Okay. Yeah, I know they've got because well, I said, oh, so you got 48 guys now. He's like, no, 49. And I'm like, oh, okay, good, good. Because, okay, well, uh, don't they have a couple of amateur kids? And they got Colt Nichols, and they got Cooper, and they got, you know, what what's going on? Like, they're just going to have all these dudes and then all, every 450 guy in the world, too? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, Ferrandis and McElrath have to move up, I think. Uh, so well, not, not, not sure on McElrath because uh, – I know. Yeah, they may end up felled uh, – they may change the rules or something. Or they may, may they may cut off the – maybe the rule will be, hey, we didn't have a certain number of fans who saw you point out, so therefore you didn't, like a tree fell in the forest, you know? Oh, because the race didn't have fans at it. I think about that. That could be the rule. Where yeah. they could, they, that that yeah. could be the loophole. Yeah. yeah. You know what the loophole was when they changed it the year that Savachi, Davalos, yep. um, Hill, and one other guy, there were four guys that were going to point out and then didn't – you know what the rule was? What? The teams told them with four strokes – the riders need an extra year to learn the bikes. You know, technically they're heavier. There's more parts. Oh, yeah, they okay. need more time to learn to test. That was the that was the argument from the teams. Okay, I'm sure they didn't say, "Oh, we got Savachi under contract, and this is a big problem." <laughs> oh God. Well, so anyways, we'll see. Who, I guess I guess Masterpool is coming back then. Okay, all right. Um, and he said he's racing Supercross. That is not true. That that he will not race Supercross. That is not true. Right. Yeah. Well, he's a great starter so far in his return to, to motocross. It's been amazing. He's a good rider. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's yeah. not just starts. He's no, I know. Good. Yeah. Yeah. God, he just gets over that leap. He just got over that leap with ease. Just every single yeah. lap, he wanted to do it. Cooper, I don't know, seven five. We thought he was back. He's not. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Yeah. Yep. Troll train. Uh, ninth. This is a big hit in our title title hunt, JT. This was a big hit. We, again, we do not have the elite speed to rip through the pack. We need starts, and we didn't get them. We're still okay. We have four mill bills ahead of us. Um, it is it is going to take a lot of help. I think if you really, the, the upside is he has his brother's phone number, so he can really wear him down. Yeah, you know, he can really uh, start texting him, just just peppering him with berating text and maybe that can wear him down maybe uh the and speed differential on to Ferrandis is, is a whole nother problem though so we're gonna need uh we're gonna need help on many fronts but at the millville's john and greta will probably move over for him i, I believe so you've got four martins to contend with yeah Ferrandis right going into to millville uh joe schmoda good second moto i guess if he starts there he can stay there i guess there is no predicting what joe schmoda will do just forget it. Don't even try. Oh my God! Like just the money put into Joe Schmoda's program, just burning up out there on the track. But, but are you are you angry about it? Because I think it's just a there. classic case. It's just classic Cantrell, Cantrell, and, and these other dudes. Nah, he's, that, better, than he's uh, better than those guys. Don't you dare throw the third in the points. Don't you dare throw the third in the points. I'll no, sm- I'm not. I'm I'll not smash. Fine. I'll smash your but, phone. But, but, but. <laughs> talking about Mitchell Falk and Cantrell and those guys, 
I, I believe Shimoda is better than those guys because Shimoda, if he starts in the top 10, he absolutely stays there and he battles with whoever's around. He, he's not slower, doesn't really crash a lot. He's not a, you know, kind of flaky. He just doesn't seem to be able to move forward. Yeah. You know, like if uh, one of the top guys, if they start 20th, they're going to get to 7th. And I don't think Shimoda can do that right now. Ramit, tough day for Ramit. Crashed uh, early in Moto 1, made his way to 19th. And uh, Derek Drake didn't look good. He went backwards in one moto for sure. Um, Styles and Mason Gonzalez, Weege. There we <laughs> go. The battle is on. The battle yeah. is on. And uh, It is unbelievable how they find each other. Yep. Yeah. And Mason's on a, just a bike from a dealership. Yep. There we go. Dude, Gonzalez, I mean, it went from, I hope this kid gets a ride, to you would almost think at this point, is he going to have multiple suitors? I don't know because with Geico going away and they're maybe yeah, downsizing and that's Mitch is full and Star is full. Yeah. TLD Gas Gas apparently is going to take less guys. KTM mm. he is not he's not going to get KTM ride right so there might be less yeah. spots than these guys. Uh, JGR for him. The new one is J. Everyone's going to JGR. Let's start that. All right. Yep. Yep. Just add more Star. What's that? Just put just put more guys on Star. Yeah. 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 We can do that. The bikes are so fast. Maybe we can make it like a spec series. Like everybody just has the same bike. Everybody's on a Star Yamaha. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Rocky agrees. Yep. Uh, Rocky's a big, big Speedy Gonzalez fan. I'm still waiting for that text back from Speedy, by the way, too. Still waiting on that. So. What the? Seriously? Yeah. Gosh, man. Yeah. Tried to help the guy out. No. Well. Yep. Um. All right, Mumford. Yeah, I talked to Mumford. Yeah, I talked to Mumford. Um. And uh, Rocky did as well. Um, this is why you don't do this, people. This is why you don't have these dogs. This is why you don't do this. These are the moments I live for right here. Yeah, same here. Reinforcement for me. Hold on. You can hear me say that because I turned my mic off. Dude, we can hear the yeah, dog loud and clear. I understand you can hear the dogs now, but I turned the mic off to tell them to shut up, but you could hear me? Yeah, you can hear you say, Rocky, no. Rocky, no. What the hell? Yeah. I got my mic turned off. Yeah. Oh, God. Audio. It's like Adrian... Audio being consulted about him going against Drago. Audio issues, because I don't know how you can hear me when I have I turn my mic off to tell him that. He probably has his own mic. You're probably going to start like a Rocky vlog. Right. Well, you know what? Maybe someone's trying to break in my house, and he's protecting me, and thank you, Rocky, for that. Thank you. And you do a lot. You do a lot. So Maybe somebody's just d- delivering lobsters. <laughs> or meat. Or, or meat <laughs> drop-off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Mumford Weech, go ahead. Yeah, he told me, and uh, this is echoed by uh, Hunter Lawrence, that uh, I think Mumford said there was one moto he was running like sixth or fifth or something like that. And then another one he was running 19th. And he's like, I swear I was riding the exact same speed. And when I was in fifth, he's like, I was trying to pass Harrison for fourth. And then the other moto, I swear I was riding the exact same speed and I was just stuck in 19th. So there's your start to 250 yeah. class. Yeah, Deal really. Everybody. Yeah, really, yeah. right? Yep. yep. Uh, Hartraft uh, fell, was way back in the second moto, guys, up to 20th. So Hunter Lawrence, tough day for him again. Yeah, but did you notice? Okay, you get to see the whole track more than I do. You two, was Hunter Lawrence basically running the same speed while lapped um, and stuff like that in his uh, motos? Uh, yeah, kind of. Wasn't too bad. Yeah, wasn't yeah, too bad. He was marking J. He was marking J. Mark. He wasn't too far off the pace. Right. Yeah, like he was. He was a lap down in one moto because the shifter broke. Yeah, but then it's like he got back on the track, and then like the whole moto, I'm like, he's in the same yeah spot. He wasn't far with off the lead group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. J- Jalik Swole, God, watching the money just burn up around there. Oh boy. Um, Brutal, Steve. 
I just, these teams got to rethink everything. They got to rethink everything. I don't know who's in charge. I don't know who's doing this. But there That's are. That's the whole thing, though. You, you have to keep. Their whole plan is to basically sponsor everyone, and then one of these guys will end up That's being a, good enough to, to keep going. I agree. That's a stupid plan. If you don't okay, see just, an elite guy, just stat, stay back. Stay back. In, in hire Chisholm. That's where you're No, 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 no. You have other people. You have other guys to hire. Just, just, just like you don't need to grab every single guy in the B class if because you like there's like we just said many, many times. There's guys that come through the ranch that you're just like, eh, eh, eh yeah. and you know they don't need to all have factory rides. I think they are so scared of missing. They're just so scared of missing it. That's well, what. they're missing a lot these days, and 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 it's scary. So. Um, I don't like to agree with you on this point, Steve, because I do think there's reasons they do it that aren't as ridiculous as you make it sound. However, it is not making the case better when you can look at uh, the Jet, who is definitely the star of this group, right? Yes. And that wasn't on the right. Like, it's like you can do all this work, and then there's a kid in Australia who you weren't even thinking of that upsets the apple cart. And Justin Cooper, not on the radar, upsets the apple cart. And I know this Gonzalez being as good as Styles so far is kind of the same thing. It does I'm lead rubbing, you to think I'm, like I'm rubbing my hands yeah, together. Man, you with can that find one. stuff yes. in the seams. Yeah, you can find stuff in the seams. Almost as good. They're just um, so hungry to spend and dump hundreds, tens of thousands of dollars into whoever does what at the ranch. But it's like, are you really looking at who's doing what at the ranch? Like, are we really? Ready to go here? It's not even the you ranch, know? dude. It's not even the well, ranch. Whatever, whatever. Like, yeah. Swole was good at Loretta's, but there are other guys who I'm like, they either weren't even, they might have been getting results somewhere else or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Okay, fine. I, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. So anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's nothing personal against these kids, but like, again, just, you, you know, you can get somebody and not to dump all that money into the sport and, and save yourself money and save yourself work time and everything else and, and, and work with some elite dudes and pick a dude or two who you under who's under the radar that you think could could do something but you don't got to grab everyone everyone's got a factory ride they all got factory rides here you go and you get a bike and you get a bike and you get travel money and you get travel money like it's just you know you're breaking up you're probably angry with me though no it's it's, it's okay i hear you but but uh, uh, it's just like jt said they're so worried that the Seamster Lowe's, the Forkners, the Jet now, but like we, the guys who do work out and stay at one brand, that they're going to miss that. But, but I'm so worried about that. But I agree, but you're putting Adam Seamsterillo on the same page as Jaleek Swole. You know, I mean, come like that was never the. That, I, who don't follow amateur racing, could even tell you that that was not the same category, right? Or the yeah, Jet. Yeah, I see what you mean. Or the yes. Jet who was riding against, like, you know, Deep classes but in I Europe. Think since Ursula Torello was, he was in a different category. Yeah, but uh, to me, K-wise yeah. and everything, then Swole. But I, they don't. They they cannot tell you, and maybe that's on them. They can't tell you who's going to hit and who's not. They they just don't know. So they're going about it and just saying, well, we'll just make sure that we have everybody, and then we'll we'll sort them out later. Yeah. Yeah, but then I've, but the, yep. but then you know, dudes like Hartraft, uh, who got a ride now, but years for three years had nothing except for a rock river team that he probably made no money on dudes like nick Gaines, dudes like Hartraff, dudes like osby these guys are beating people like that you know so i i don't know but all right
Um, what else? Anything else, uh, TPD-wise? We, we have to pay this off. We have to pay the story off, as we say. We have to go all the way back oh. to the Will Christian dinner. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So... I like J Mart, okay. I, I I'm I, I'm a fan of J Mart and I like it, but it's driving me a little nutty. It's driving me, and I understand what he does. Like J Mart hates every teammate he's ever had. Correct, Weege? Yeah, I think he. Like I said, he builds yeah. that uh, me against the world mentality. That's what motivates him. Right, and, yeah. and, except for maybe Alex. I think he liked Alex at Star. Yeah. Other than that, okay. that, that was it. Okay. But, yeah. But, and he and he and he's gnarly. He trains really hard. He works really hard, and and he's got this attitude that drives him. And I get it. But like, I can't deal with the. I worked at a dealership, you know, and I was on a hospital bed, and I get it. Bad injury. He deserves all the props for coming back. But he's really milking this dealership thing. He's really milking it. He had a. He probably made a million dollars a year for a couple of years. Other than that, he was probably at half a million dollars for a few years. He got re-signed to a three-year deal at uh, at Honda while he was hurt. And he's like, man, you know, just getting up and going to work at that dealership every day just made me realize. And it's like, you could buy this dealership, J-Mart. It, it's your buddy's place in Minnesota. Like, I'm j- I just, and Will, Will loves it. Will loves the story and the dealership and stop it. Stop with the dealership talk. You, you had... Millions of dollars in the bank. You're fine. Christian Craig probably was really broke when he went to go work for his father-in-law in Minnesota when he quit. That one I understand. But I, I can't handle the dealership stuff anymore, which Will says she'll promptly bring up all the time now. Yes, to rub it in. Yes. To, to, to drive it in. I, I think, again, the majority is going to be on her side, which is, yeah, that's a cool story. And it probably did give him some life perspective of, like, here's what life without being a motocross racer would be like. It wouldn't be. It's not nearly it wouldn't as be. fun. Because he had millions of dollars in the bank. That wouldn't be his life. That would never be his life. Never. I think that's well, all operating on the assumption the only motivation here is money, which I don't think it is for these dudes. You can look for more on this dealership story in uh, an upcoming Racer X magazine piece okay I will, I will be sure of that jmart is the only dealership employee to work at a dealership who could have bought the dealership with cash the next day if he wanted to first time in history a guy had enough money to buy the dealership in cash the next day i don't think money's the only motivator for these guys but Weege, his life if he had never raced again yeah he would not go get a job at a dealership he never would have Ever. Ever. Okay. Ever. So, no. going in... He would not have worked at like, like, if he's bored and he wants to help out his buddy, like, that's cool. Like, I, that's fine. I, that's that's admirable. Good job. I, I, you know, but he's... So are, you he, say, are you saying he wasn't laying in a hospital bed either? And his own brother told me. His oh, own brother. Here we go. On an upcoming podcast to be released on Racer X. His own brother told me, yeah, I gotta text him. I I I tell him to lay off the dealership stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Alex Martin. Not that Alex doesn't believe that was a thing. He just thinks he said it too much. He just has used it too much. But Jay no, Martin, he just yes. he just wanted you to stay on the troll train. He's willing to say anything. Oh, <laughs> to not upset his number one fan. I, I'm not getting off that troll train. I'm not. The the crux of the argument that we are having here, 
and it was a vibrant, hilarious discussion at dinner. Will again getting the full. Do, do you think Will experience. was? Do okay. you think he gained any perspective at all working the dealership? She says yes. Most people would say yes. Mathis, you say no. Zero. He gained no life perspective from it whatsoever. Yeah, nothing. He has money in the bank. Yep, zero. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nope. All right. Yep. He was not forced to go to work. He probably rolled in at like ten thirty. Probably took a lunch, two hour lunch, and went back and probably he probably took lunch. Shocking, you know. Shocking that he allowed himself to eat. Probably took two hour yeah. lunch and then and then went back and bro down with his buddy. So I'm just yeah, <laughs> yeah like that on zero facts. <laughs> I get it. He's he's saying ah, oh, I was at the dealership. Like you know, I'll I'll, I'll call him out. We'll have Jamar on the pulp show and I'll, and I'll I'll start I'll berate him for this because it's just I, I'm over it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, and neither does Alex Martin. So, once again, we're on the we're on the correct side of history here. He's 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 a millionaire. He's a millionaire, multi-millionaire. JT, he's probably a multi-millionaire. Two national championships. I would, I would question multi-millionaire, but I'm sure he has more money than the average uh, dealership worker. That's all. That's it. So, uh, you know, J Mart. I get it. Good job. You're gnarly. But let's lay off the dealership talk. That's all. You know, I was working at a dealership. How many times we got to hear that? <laughs> I think it's uh, not really about money, but if that's the way you want to look at it, that's fine. I think it's more of the, I want to have these massive achievements in life. Um, and you don't get that from a regular job, regardless of the paycheck. Regardless of the paycheck. You, it's, there's nothing like the accomplishment of, of sports. I agree. Yes. And I think that's the point he's trying to make. Like, regardless of the money, working a regular job, you don't get that self-satisfaction that I worked so hard for this and look what I did. You, That's the perspective I believe he gained. It's just like, a little... I'm so lucky to be a racer and the doctors are probably thinking I'm a little nuts to ride again. However, I found that I cannot fulfill this competitive Jones in any other way Hence, I'm going to race again. I don't think that's not true. I think there's a financial factor there, too. I really believe that. I think when you understand how hard that most Americans work for their wages, you know, to make 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever the number is, however much money you make, how hard people work for that. And then the other option is, which Jmart has, to go race and make lots of money. I think there's perspective gain there, and I don't really care what Steve believes. I, I, I've lived that myself. I know the, the difference in how easy it can be to make money racing and how hard it can be to make money working for a living. So if, if you don't think he gained any perspective by having a real job, whether or not he needed it, I'm not saying he needed the money. I'm just saying the perspective of having a nine-to-five job, that can go a long way for a lot of people. Great. All right, can't wait to hear. I, I don't right. care if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it's don't. it's it's fine. It's fine. Good job to Jmart. This is awesome. I know you have a lot of perspective on that part. I work hard. Are you saying I don't I work hard do. for for but money? You also, didn't race for a living and understand how much easier that lifestyle is than going to work every day. I mean, I would hope every racer has an idea of that. No, no, they definitely don't. don't. Well, they, they need to. All right. I so, got it. yeah. Good what, job, Jmart. I, do you think Will is mad at me? No. Okay, good. All right. No, she just thinks you're wrong. That's fine. Whatever. I just don't want her mad at me. She's super cool. I, just, you know, I don't know her that well, so I don't want her to be like, 
no, the whole thing was hilarious. Like, I mean, it was awesome. Like, we were, we were all, I think, LOLing for real. Correct me if I'm wrong. I hope she was. If she listens to the podcast, which she does, yeah, she knows. She knows how this goes. Like, you're going to have very unique opinions that most people are are punching their steering wheels about. No, 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 (laughs) no. I am the trailblazer. I am the guy. Not I am not the lemming. I go out on that branch. And I and I and I have some opinions, and and so it's just different. To work at a dealership is different when you have millions of dollars in the bank. Oh, God. When you can write a check for that dealership, it's different. That's all. That's it. That's all. And, and troll train. I'm looking forward. Uh-huh. And his brother agrees with me. Thank you, Alex. I, I'm looking forward to going and visiting J Mart Honda in Rochester, <laughs> Minnesota. Um. All right. So what? Who do we like for this title? Two fifties. Who do we like? God, I, I still think I'm Ferrandis. Sorry, J Mart. I'm sorry. I still think I'm Ferrandis. I do. I don't. I, he's got a week off for this shoulder. Yeah, we're going into Millville. But he, he gained some points this weekend. If he had lost a bunch of points, I'd probably stick with J Mart. But he gained some points. J Mart's not unbeatable at Millville. We've seen Savachi beat him. We've seen some different Cooper Webb beat him. You know, so I'll go Ferrandis, but only like I'll go 55-45 Ferrandis. It's close. Weege. Uh, yeah, I was totally thinking I would be J-Mart all the way. But as you were describing this, I'm thinking back now to that second moto. Uh, and Ferrandis coming all the way back and getting second. Um, and I'm like, nah. He actually still has that, and that's just such a threat. Like, he can just knife through the pack. Um, so I think I'm with you. Barely, barely, barely. It's only nine points. Yeah. It's only nine points down. Barely. I don't think that. Yeah. I don't. I agree. The Millville thing hasn't proven to be like an impenetrable wall. So uh, I think I'm going to go just barely to his side. It's only nine points. So and he still has that gnarly speed. Are you 55-45 like I am? Yeah, I'll do that. Wow. What's Troll Train got? Uh, well, I, I never change, right? What did I say? Did I say 18? Two weeks after... Uh, yeah, whatever it was. Mutter? Yeah. All right, so I guess I got to stick with that. Okay. JT. Uh, A-Mart wins the title. But, oh, God. Uh, I'll take J-Mart to get second and then Ferrandez third. Okay, so you're team J-Mart for the title. The actual title. The real title. A-Mart, J-Mart, Ferrandez. Okay, Fantastic. Great, and you think you think I'm unreasonable, Weege? You think I'm unreasonable? Yeah, but um, what JT's saying, I'm not buying it at all, so it doesn't even count. It's just completely fabricated. It's, oh. it's fake. It's it's lies. Okay, all yes. right. <laughs> He's not on the troll train. I don't believe it for one second. I'm with you. I'm with you. He so. does not take personal slights, as you believe he does, and digs. However, I do not. Well, I don't. This is a wrestler turning bad, and the fans just want to be good. JT, just stay where you are. <laughs> you can't see me. I'm doing the troll train choo choo, like pulling down the thing. I'm not gonna lie. No, you're not. I'm not. No, hey, you're not. Listen, I'm not out there. We took a serious hit this weekend. We took a serious hit. We're going into Millville, right? So lots of things can happen. Yeah, yep. Get but, the one one and get this back on track. We t- we took a hit. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. doubt. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you to Fly. Thank you to Renthal Maxis, uh, Onyx Maps, of course, Racer X Online. Subscribe to the magazine, please, and thank you. Anything else from Redbud 2, Weege or JT? Nope. 
All right, we're, we're on to four Millvilles. And uh, <laughs> we got a week off and then four Millvilles, everybody. So Millville stay, forever. Millville forever. We're all going to camp out there. We're going to stay there. The Whoop Monster is going to be, like, uh, you know, getting us at night and uh, and whatever else. So, All right. Jason Thomas, Weege, thanks, boys. All right. See ya. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.